Joshua chapter 16 and 17. The allotment for the descendants of Joseph went from the Jordan at Jericho to the waters of Jericho on the east through the wilderness, ascending from Jericho into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel it went to Luz and proceeded from Bethel it went to Luz and proceeded to the border of the Archites by Ataroth. It then descended westward to the border of the Japhletites as far as the border of Lower Beth Horon, then to Gezer, and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. So Ephraim and Manasseh, the sons of Joseph, received their inheritance. This was the territory of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans. The border of their inheritance went from Ataroth Adar on the east to Upper Beth Horon in the north. The border went westward from Mithath. It turned eastward from Tanath Shiloh and passed it east of Genoa. From Genoa it descended to Ataroth and Nara, and then reached Jericho and went to the Jordan. From Tapua the border went westward along the brook of Cana and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the descendants of Ephraim by their clans together with the cities set apart for the descendants of Ephraim within the inheritance of the descendants of Manasseh all these cities with their settlements. However, they did not drive out the Canaanites who lived in Gezer. So the Canaanites still live in Ephraim today, but they are forced laborers. Joshua chapter 17. This was the allotment for the tribe of Manasseh as Joseph's firstborn. Gilead and Bashan were given to Machir, the firstborn of Manasseh, and the father of Gilead, because he was a man of war. So the allotment was for the rest of Manasseh's descendants by their clans, for the sons of Abizer, Helic, Esriel, Shechem, Hefer, and Shemediah. These are the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, by their clans. Now Zelophead, son of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, had no sons, only daughters. These are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milcah, and Terzah. They came before the priest Eleazar, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders, saying, 
the Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our male relatives. So they gave them an inheritance among their father's brothers, in keeping with the Lord's instruction. As a result, ten tracts fell to Manasseh, besides the land of Gilead and Bashan, which are beyond the Jordan, because Manasseh's daughters received an inheritance among his sons. The land of Gilead belonged to the rest of Manasseh's sons. The border of Manasseh went from Asher to Michmathath near Shechem. It went southward toward the inhabitants of Tapua. The region of Tapua belonged to Manasseh, but Tapua itself on Manasseh's border belonged to the descendants of Ephraim. From there, the border descended to the brook of Cana, south of the brook. Cities belonged to Ephraim among Manasseh's cities. Manasseh's border was on the north side of the brook and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. Ephraim's territory was to the south and Manasseh's to the north, with the sea as its border. They reached Asher on the north and Issachar on the east, Beth Sheen, Ibleum, and the inhabitants of Dor with their surrounding villages, the inhabitants of Endor, Tanakh, and Megiddo, the three cities of Napath, with their surrounding villages. The descendants of Manasseh could not possess these cities because the Canaanites were determined to stay in this land. However, when the Israelites grew stronger, they imposed forced labor on the Canaanites, but did not drive them out completely. Joseph's descendants said to Joshua, Why did you leave? Why? Did you give us only one tribal allotment as an inheritance? We have many people because the Lord has been blessing us greatly. If you have so many people, Joshua replied to them, go to the forest and clear an area for yourselves there in the land of the Perizzites and the Rephaim because Ephraim's hill country is too small for you. But the descendants of Joseph said, The hill country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who inhabit the valley area have iron chariots, both at Beth Sheen, with its surrounding villages, and in the Jezreel Valley. So Joshua replied to Joseph's family, that is Ephraim and Manasseh, You have many people and great strength. You will not have just one allotment because the hill country will be yours also. It is a forest. Clear it and its outlying areas will be yours. You can also drive out the Canaanites, even though they have iron chariots 
Andrew Strong. Psalm 148. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of Yahweh. For he commanded and they were created. He set them in position forever and ever. He gave an order that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, all sea monsters and ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and cloud, powerful wind that executes his command, mountains and all his hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creatures that crawl and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges on the earth, young men as well as young women, old and young together. Let them praise the name of Yahweh. For his name alone is exalted. Let them praise the name of Yahweh. For his name alone is exalted. His majesty covers heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people, resulting in praise to all his godly ones, to the Israelites, the people close to him. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 8. At that time, this is the Lord's declaration. At that time, the bones of the kings of Judah, the bones of her officials, the bones of the priests, the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the residents of Jerusalem will be brought out of their graves. They will be exposed to the sun, the moon, and the whole heavenly host, which they have loved, served, followed, consulted, and worshipped. Their bones will not be collected and buried, but will become like manure on the surface of the soil. Death will be chosen over life by all the survivors of this evil family. Those who remain wherever I have banished them. This is the declaration of the Lord of hosts. You are to say to them, this is what the Lord says. Do people fall and not get up again? If they turn away, do they not return? Why have these people turned away? Why is Jerusalem always turning away? They take hold of deceit. They refuse to return. I have paid careful attention. 
They do not speak what is right. No one regrets his evil, asking, What have I done? Everyone has stayed his course, like a horse rushing into battle. Even the stork in the sky knows her seasons. The turtle dove, swallow, and crane are aware of their migration. But my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. How can you claim we are wise? The law of the Lord is with us. In fact, the lying pen of scribes has produced falsehood. The wise will be put to shame. They will be dismayed and snared. They have rejected. They have rejected. They have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom do they really have? Therefore, I will give their wives to other men, their fields to new occupants. For from the least to the greatest, everyone is making profit dishonestly. From prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated superficially the brokenness of my dear people, claiming peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they acted so abhorrently? They weren't at all ashamed. They can no longer feel humiliation. Therefore, they will fall among the fallen when I punish them. They will collapse, says the Lord. I will gather them and bring them to an end. This is the Lord's declaration. There will be no grapes on the vine, no figs on the fig tree, and even the leaf will wither. Whatever I have given them will be lost to them. Why are we just sitting here, gathered together? Let us enter the fortified cities and perish there. For the Lord our God has destroyed us. He has given us poison, water to drink, because we have sinned against the Lord. We hoped for peace, but there was nothing good. For a time of healing, but there is only terror. From Dan, the snorting of horses is heard at the sound of the neighing of mighty steeds. The whole land quakes. They come to devour the land and everything in it, the city and all its residents. Indeed, I am about to send snakes among you, poisonous vipers that cannot be charmed. They will bite you. This is the Lord's declaration. My joy, my joy has flown away. Grief has settled on me. My heart is sick. Listen, the cry of my dear people from a faraway land. Is the Lord no longer in Zion? Her king, not within her. Why 
have they provoked me to anger with their carved images, with their worthless foreign idols? Harvest has passed, summer has ended, but we have not been saved. I am broken by the brokenness of my dear people. I mourn. Horror has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? So why has the healing of my dear people not come about? Matthew chapter 22. Once more, Jesus spoke to them in parables. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent out his slaves to summon those invited to the banquet, but they didn't want to come. Again, he sent out other slaves and said, Tell those who are invited, Look, I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went away, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the other seized his slaves, treated them outrageously, and killed them. The king was enraged, so he sent out his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned down their city. Then he told his slaves, The banquet is ready, but those who are invited were not worthy. Therefore, go to where the roads exit the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. Invite everyone you find to the banquet. So those slaves went out on the roads and gathered everyone they found, both good and evil. The wet, both evil and good. The wedding banquet was filled with guests. But when the king came in to view the guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed for a wedding. So he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, Tie him up hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are invited but few are chosen then the Pharisees went and plotted how to trap him by what he said they sent their disciples to him with the Herodians teacher they said we know that you are truthful and teach truthfully the way of God. You defer to no one, for you don't show partiality. Tell us, therefore, what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But, 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 perceiving, but perceiving their malice, Jesus said, why are you testing me, hypocrites? 
show me a coin used for the tax. So they brought him a denarius. Whose image and inscription is this? He asked them. Caesar's, they said to him. Then he said to them, Therefore, give back to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. The same day, some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came up to him and questioned him, teacher. Moses said, if a man dies having no children, his brother is to marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers among us. The first got married and died having no offspring. He left his wife to his brother. The same happened to the second also, and the third, and so to all seven. Then last of all, the woman died in the resurrection. Therefore, whose wife will she be of the seven? For they all had married her. Jesus answered them, You are deceived because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now, concerning the resurrection of the dead, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together, and one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? He said to them, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. While the Pharisees were together, Jesus questioned them. What do you think about the Messiah, whose son is he? David's, they told him. He asked them, How is it then that David, inspired by the Spirit, calls him Lord? The Lord declared to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how then can the Messiah be his son? No one was able to answer him at all. And from that day, no one dared to question him anymore.